In this episode, we have special guests today, Shelly. We do? Yeah, Amy was one of the first letters read during our midweek letters episodes. Mm -hmm. She wants to tell us today about how wearing a cross is like being a gang member. Oh. We also have Jennifer, who is going to talk about the fun parts of having an ex still in the church. Fun? Really? I mean, less than fun. We also, uh, Mary's going to apologize because she sucks. <laughs> and I'm we've human, got, you guys. <laughs> we've got a fantastic foom pod. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'll be the judge. And they said what? Not just a she or he, oh, yeah. a they. A they. We're expanding it today. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we will be right back. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly, and we actually have two more ex-Mormon gay girls trying to figure out their oh lives. Oh, my God. As, as guests. Mary, who do we have? Cue me. <laughs> no, we're going to introduce them first. Okay. Fucking A. I just like to say that because you like to say that. <laughs> Take my line. <laughs> okay. On my right, I have the lovely Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And on my left, I have the lovely Amy. Is it okay? Can I say that you're lovely? Lovely? Mm-hmm. Sex- How about we say sexy AF? Okay, that works Stop, too. it's early. That's a nice lead into the hello, hello song. I want you to be closer to your mic, by the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can push it to you. Which do oh. you prefer? <laughs> Easy. Keep it clean. I wouldn't even Push it real good. Mm-hmm. Okay, back on track. What are we doing? Cueing music. Oh, okay. Cue music. Hello, 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 welcome And leave all that craziness in, Dan. Dan. Leave it in, Dan. Oh, should we thank Dan? Go. (laughs) Oh, sure. I can thank him right now. Uh, Special thanks to, quote, leave it in Dan. His (laughs) new name. It's his new name. That's right. Only to be revealed at a certain place in the temple. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From Extension Audio. Thank Uh you, Dan. Thank Uh you so much for your help. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Everybody thank Dan. Thank Thank you, Dan. Dan. Okay. (laughs) I'm sure he is saying you're welcome. Dan, sure. raise your hand if you are saying you're welcome. Dan's right raised now. his hand. Mm-hmm. To the square? Or? To the square. Okay. Always to the square. Uh, okay. What? Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom pot. Raise your hand to the square? Yep. <gasps> Write that down. Oh, okay. <laughs> and be sure square. to uh, give Jennifer credit this. when the time comes. <laughs> Is that five fingers? One, two, three. Hand yeah. to the square. Uh-huh. Huh. Like a rooster. <laughs> That's curious, isn't Could it? Could we start with an apology? Oh, yeah. Yep. We sure can. So a couple episodes ago, I said in relation to, I think it was your religious upbringing, sometimes you feel basically cheated out of 
maybe a childhood or whatever, whatever experience, because you were so indoctrinated into your religious upbringing. But I unfortunately used the word gypped. Mm -hmm. I was horrified. Were you? I didn't get it. You didn't even think about it. I didn't either. I didn't, but we did have a couple of people write in and inform us. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, that it's not a good word. It's actually derivative of gypsy Mm -hmm. and not a good word to use at all. A bad word. In fact, yeah. So we're sorry. Word. Yeah, totally sorry for saying mm-hmm. that. Should not have said it. I am human. I'm learning constantly, mm-hmm. evolving, and I want to do better. And so this is me making amends and never going to use that word again. Yeah. And thank you, by the way, for correcting us. We take corrections yep. very well. We all want to grow and learn. Just don't write in with anything like, Shelly talks too much. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> not, I'm not having it. Because <laughs> we're not undoing that. No, no, <laughs> at all. Keep that shit to yourself. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's something real quick. So I posted about how our next reward for our Patreon goal is to watch that movie, Godly Sorrow. Mm-hmm. And I posted it all over social media. And people are like, oh my God, this ruined my life. Trigger, trigger, trigger. To the point where I almost hesitated, like maybe we shouldn't do it, but no, I I think we should. Just fair warning, this is not going to be like a super fun, I mean, we will make fun of the acting and the clothing, but it is definitely serious topics that were certainly triggering for a lot of listeners. So just be prepared. Mm. But this is something where I'm like, I didn't realize until I watched it again recently, dude, that really fucked me up. And I didn't realize how fucked up it was while it was being in my head, in front of my eyes, you know practically on a monthly basis growing up Mormon. So. You had to watch that every month? Well, it was just one of those seminary videos that everyone was so proud of. If the teacher didn't prepare a lesson, they'd put it on. Um, my dad had contraband copies of all the seminary videos, so I'd watch them at home. Contraband copies? Oh, they were supposed to be so special that they were only for seminary. You had to get special permission to, mm-hmm. to see them. You remember that shit? Yeah. I was just thinking, though, if I can say this, about like why it didn't feel weird when you were watching it. I think a lot of that in the culture is... That it's like the slow boil. Like, if that was the only thing you were ever shown or taught, then you would be like, what in the hell is this? Mm -hmm. But because it's normalized and part of something that you're given multiple times a week, then it just becomes normal. They make creepy things normal. That's exactly Mm -hmm. right. So I know Mary's going to be like, what the (laughs) fuck when she watches it? And everyone who's listening right now, when we do this, I invite you to Mm. show a non-member never mow this movie and see their reaction. Mm. It'll help you recognize how fucked up it was that you had to watch this shit. And I feel like a lot of times when we realize why we were so fucked up and we can see what it is that did it, it kind of takes its power. It's like, no, I actually was a victim. This was inflicted on me. I'm not just a fucked up adult. There's reasons why. It's all part of the cult indoctrination. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, that sounds like a real treat. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm and maybe at the end, I'll flash my titties for everyone. Just, <laughs> oh, wow. um, just so we you know, can have a little... Like the whole part? Or like the, the famous underboob? <laughs> just underboob? No, all of it. Because this is a pretty like rough movie. So How many times, raise your hand, listeners, if you think that our Patreon page is heading... Straight into porn. <laughs> Who's thinking that? Um, if we get a thousand patrons, not oh only God, will I get a tattoo, a tattoo, I will... I will be pornographic. No. (laughs) Maybe we could quit our day jobs. (laughs) Really? Yeah, really, we could. She's like, those are mine to enjoy. Not everybody's. (laughs) That's not for everybody to have. Well, I mean, there's levels of pornographic. I could just show Mm. my shoulders. (laughs) Okay, I'll allow that. (laughs) Oh, I see some, some, uh, you know, collarbone going on with Jennifer. You need a shrug. You do need a shrug. (laughs) 
No, I just said I'll allow that. Did you hear what I just said? You allowed me. I would allow you to show your shoulders, but it not your boobs. Didn't even make me flinch. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, conditioning of Mormon I Church. Know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I know. And, it um, actually made me feel comfortable that someone was um, in control of me. Right. <laughs> it's not up to me. If you want to show your boobs all over Patreon, I guess I can't stop you. Mm-mm. I don't love it. But I'm not going to stop you. Okay. I'm not going to flash my titties at the end of godly <laughs> sorrow. I mean, She's like, are you sorry for this? Wham. Well, I'm repentant. I'll show, you some, I'll show you some godly sorrow. <laughs> yeah, repent this, bitches. Yeah, it's going to be good. <laughs> okay, so we're not taking Patreon in a pornographic direction, just not to be yet. clear. I mean, not I, I'm not going to commit or non-commit to anything. Um, okay. Fun. <laughs> No Not promises right. here. Mm-hmm. Well, you're on your own with <laughs> all that. Eventually, we're going to run out of seminary videos, and the next step is porn. So, <laughs> huh. Let's just take seminary content and put, like, 70s porn music oh, in there. Oh, you could. Oh, God, you could. Wow. And change the dialogue. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. Okay. All right. Oh, all right. I like it. I'm I like making it. notes for that. Okay. All right, should we move on? We have today... What did we decide to do? A foom pod first? Sure. Let's do a foom pod. Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's get some uh, humiliation over with early. Cue <laughs> music. It's the fucked up Mormon's phrase of the day. Shelly, what's today's foom pod? This is me rubbing my hands together. Can they hear it? Probably. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Today's fucked up Mormon phrase of the day is stripling Warriors, 2000 to be Make exact. Make sure the L is in there, stripling. 2000 stripling. Got it. Warriors. 2000, huh? Yeah. It's a magic number. Specific. Okay. And go. Well, stripling is a common, well, not a common word. It's not like people are Does she think she knows what stripling means? What is your definition of stripling? like youth, like young people. Fuck, how did you know that? It's a word in the dictionary. feel so dumb. Okay. <laughs> it's youthful warriors. Like, you know, get them young. Be a warrior for God's Mormon army and shit. God damn I don't know it. what the 2000 is. Well, I'm going to give you partial cred, but you need to go. You need yeah, to go. Why 2000? That's yeah. a really good question. Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> if you were worthy, you would know. <laughs> oh, there's no question. I'm not worthy. I'm fine with it. Good, good, good. Is there a way to do like a, like a half buzzer? Like a, oh, what a bird. <laughs> Is there a way to do a half burp? I, uh, I mean, the recording makes me belch. <laughs> There's your half buzzer. Uh, take, take that out, Dan. We'll leave it, <laughs> we'll in. Leave it in. Whatever. Um, a half buzzer. Because you did get stripling right and um, warriors. Warrior. But you don't know the story. You don't no, know what no, it you're is. Right. Of course I don't know the story. Make it up. Are there <laughs> Nephites so or Lehi's involved? Lehi's involved. <laughs> Lehi's? Yeah, kind of, yeah, always. Wow, um, she's kind of piecing yeah. this shit together. I'm, she's not a novice. No. <laughs> it's in the Book of Mormon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Joseph Smith oh. made this up like everything else. Well, that would be the answer to <laughs> all of them. Okay. The 2,000 stripling warriors, also known as the Army of Helaman. We are as the armies of Helaman. I hated that I never got to sing that song because it's just the boys did. Gila Monster? Do you remember that? Or the missionaries. They sing it in the MTC also. They let the girls sing it? Well, you're allowed to be there. Hmm. Okay. Um, Are an army of young men, of course, in the Book of Mormon, First mentioned in the book of Alma, they are portrayed as... I was going to say Alma. Yeah. I was going to throw him in there. Wow. That Alma. It's because he has the largest section of the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a cheap guess. Uh, they are portrayed Jeez. as extremely valiant and loyal warriors in the text. All 
are wounded in battle, yet survive. Okay. That's not enough. So this, I'm not going to teach the whole lesson because we have Dang guests it. to get to. <laughs> I, but we still can. And thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm just going to read to you some of the questions from the lesson. Um, here's one question. Who was Helaman? Answer, he was the oldest son of the prophet Alma the Younger, and he had been chosen to be the next spiritual leader of the people. And okay. funny enough, his friends called him Gila Monster as a little joke. Oh, God. <laughs> Was he set apart for that, do you know? Probably, probably. Set apart set back apart. then? Uh-huh, mm-hmm. <laughs> set apart. <laughs> okay, how, this, is a, this is an actual question, Mary. Are you, are you ready? Why would choosing and following a righteous leader make a difference in the young Ammonites' effectiveness and safety in battle? And just notice how everything goes to... One answer. One answer, like follow your leader. Follow, Don't oh, question. Follow the prophet. Don't question authority. Mm-hmm. Well, then how do you know if he's righteous or not? He could tell you he's righteous, because he is. Yeah, because because he tells you he is. <laughs> we just yeah, have to tell you. <laughs> well, here I'll tell I'll tell you how. A righteous leader would seek for, be worthy of, and follow the guidance of the Holy Ghost as he made decisions. Again, can concerning... be faked. That's how it's predators true. get into the Mormon Church. Good point. Yeah. Okay, how many of these young Ammonite warriors were there at first? Amy, were you named after Ammonites? Oh, God. No, but the way you just said it, I was concerned, actually, that perhaps, (laughs) perhaps, no, I wasn't. Interesting. Will you be Amy the Ammonite for Halloween, though? (laughs) Fuck yeah. I would try, as long as I had some help dressing up. Yeah, what does that even look like? Like a robe? There's pictures. Yeah, we've... No, you're topless. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, then yes. Then yes. <laughs> you show your porn shoulders. Okay, oh, only, no. only I'll boys show can show those. the whole like, list. Wow. No top. Why is it, by the way, that people back in Book of Mormon times could be like topless running around? Yeah, and the girls in the pictures in the Book of Mormon were not dressed like they tell you to dress now. Yeah, mm-hmm. what is up with now, Because God changed his mind again. Yeah. Well, who came up with a garment? <sighs> <sighs> Is it Joseph? That's ba- honey, no. that's a whole nother topic. Nother is a word. Whole nother <laughs> topic. Put on your G's. The G's? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they call them the G's. Why? Because garments is a lot oh. of syllables. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At least two. You just wear your G's. Put my G's away. Oh, God. Yeah, G's. <laughs> okay, anyway, sorry, to I give you background on the story, the people before the stripling warriors, so their generation above them had promised to never take up arms, right? Never mm. to fight again. But the stripling warriors didn't promise that, and so they were okay fighting against whoever the fuck they were fighting against. The Book of Mormon just takes you in circles. It just doesn't seem yeah. to make sense at all. Because it's not real. <laughs> Are you There's starting that. to think it's no. all fake? Well, I don't know. <laughs> yes. Okay, so one of the things about this that, to me, when I was a mom, I felt stress about, because this story— You're still I was, a mom, by the way. <laughs> valid, but I don't have the stress about this. So oh, okay. these stripling warriors, so like these young kids that were so faithful and righteous— the reason they were faithful and righteous is because they were obedient to their mothers, and their mothers mm-hmm. were amazing mothers. Huh. And examples of righteousness. And, and, right. So for some reason with my boys, I would always envision this like I need to be perfectly obedient so that they'll be the same. Yeah, absolutely. So that I, they can be protected because this is how this was all taught. And you probably felt this way too, having yep. so many boys. The only way that you were going to get your kids to be protected, like these stripling warriors were protected in war. None of them died. And they were very outnumbered. It's all fake, by the way. Uh, <laughs> was Because the, their moms are so righteous and obedient. Right. 
So I was so concerned, like, I need to be a good mom because if my kids fuck up, that's because You didn't I do was... something enough for them. Really? Exactly. Absolutely true. That's no pressure, though. Am I right? No, not at all. And of course, because we all know that girls in the church are minimized so much. So you can have 14 girls and that's nice. But if you have three boys, well, mm. then mm-hmm. you have, like, Zion in your home. There seems to be such an interesting relationship between Mormon moms and their sons, Mm -hmm. I've noticed over the years. I've had one other girlfriend who has... You have? Well... (laughs) Friend that's a girl. Just say that. We don't need to fight. We don't need to fight. Her connection with her sons and then now with Jennifer and just seeing the interplay, especially with the younger two who are still, spoiler alert, in the church and who have this need and want to connect and nurture and push forward and you know, allow for positive choices much right. more than with the girls. The well, girls you could be raising a prophet. Yeah. Right. I mean, Jeez. you're but even being be inactive. You are very much yeah. tuned in and sensitive to their emotional and physical growth much more than I have seen with other people who have girls. The girls, mm-hmm. it's like, I know they're going to persevere and shine through. And if they don't, whatever. But the boys, yeah. everything on hinges on the boys. Uh-huh. That's true. I agree. It took me a while. I had to actually sort of retrain myself because having two boys first, that was everything. Like they need to serve missions. They need to be worthy. They need to have the priesthood because these are like these strong men, right? right? And my girls were just kind of my girls. And that sounds horrible. And I've definitely- They just existed. They just existed. Uh And I don't feel that way anymore. Like not even close. I I adore my girls. I, I don't just think of them as girls who will be marrying boys. When your boys were little, did you put them in small toddler and onesie outfits that had ties and future missionary? Like, <laughs> thank God I did not do the future missionary oh tag. My they God. were yeah. in the, like toddler ties. Like, I birthed them, they wiped them off, <laughs> I put them in a white shirt and tie. Like, you are preparing them to yeah. be so holy. And the girls, like, really, all you think about the girls is they're going to get married. Like, Look that's it. It's yeah. so fucking messed wow. up. And yep. that must have been how my parents felt toward me because they yeah. had their three boys and then the girl who's going to get married. That's so old-fashioned. Oh, it's yeah. bullshit. And to my girl, my girls, if you ever felt that from me, I'm so sorry. Like, if you're listening to this, and I hope you will someday, I'm so sorry. That actually isn't how I feel about you. I feel mm. like you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. And I'm excited for whatever you choose to be. And it's not... I'm excited for you to marry a man. No. You know, I mean, you can. That's great. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that's nice. not all that you are. Right. Yeah. But yeah. the indoctrination is so strong mm-hmm. that even as inactive or not participating Mormons, you still have that default mechanism mm-hmm. that you are having to untrain. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, you can think it's all bullshit or believe it's all fake, but, you know, you still have that really deep-rooted. Yeah. You don't leave the church and next day you're healthy. No, No, it's like, it's like being an alcoholic and Mm -hmm. it's about the mindset, not about the substance. And in recovery myself for almost 14 years, I can leave the substance behind, but the mindset, I deal with that every day. Yeah. And I think the church is very much like that too. It's so deep rooted and you're wiring from infancy. Yeah. I mean, when I birthed them, wiped them off, put them in a priesthood clothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yep. that is like from, from infancy, that's what it is. And I know that our show, Mary, is very triggering for a lot of people sometimes. Jennifer, you said yourself that sometimes oh, yeah. you have to take a break because there's a lot of triggers there. And I get it. And I'm unapologetic, kind of like a sorry, not sorry, mm-hmm. because I do feel like addressing these things, digging up that shit that's in you that you yeah. thought wasn't there. 
that's how you heal. You, for sure. You dig or it thinking up. you were the only person that yeah. felt that way ever. Yeah. No, for sure. Which I know a lot of listeners identify with. The, well, the things you that you express. That oh, first episode, I was hook, line, and sinker because I thought, I can't believe somebody else actually put voice to the things that have been stirring in me and in leaving the church being like, how do I quantify that? Like, you don't want to give it any more power, but you can't just cut and go. Yeah. I think that for people who have left the church... It's very, very healthy to find friend groups Mm -hmm. sometimes that were never in the church. And that actually helps you to recognize what is still lingering in you. Because you you don't know you're that fucked up. No. Like, I never knew that I apologized every fucking three seconds until Mary's like, why are you apologizing? Yeah. Um, And and other things, anything off the top of your head, Mary, where you kind of have had to call me out, like, you're doing this thing that I was never told by any other woman, of course, in the church or having left the church because it's all well, just sort of normal. I think it's partly your general panic about the future. And even though looking at your Mormon life, mm-hmm. it was horrifying. Mm-hmm. There was safety in having it all figured out, having yeah. all the answers. Yeah. yeah. And now you don't have the answers and it terrifies you sometimes. Yeah, that's true. And that goes back to the Mormon, everything is spoon fed to you. The thinking has been done. All that you're worried about is being ex- righteous, righteous like completely obedient. Mm -hmm. Well, and if we can digress for a moment, that's the draw that Amy had to joining the church was not having to figure anything out, knowing that the Mormons have a manual for everything. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking Mm -hmm. is I could sit back and coast and follow these rules with the hopes of also becoming straight because I had a way to be told what to do. No. No. (laughs) I mean it worked out for me. Twenty years old. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, there are four lesbians in the room. I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. It's a high energy environment. Sure sure she is. I'm waiting for like Melissa Etheridge to come out of the bathroom or something. (laughs) (laughs) With her guitar. You know, no offense to Melissa, but Jane Lynch would make me laugh. I'd prefer her. Yeah. She's a funny one. I don't know who she is. Are you serious? What I meant was we're like besties. <laughs> huh. You know who she is. You Glee? might not associate the name. Best you oh, show. Yes, big jaw, like nice, sexy, like strong jaw, blonde hair. Yeah, Super tall. Tall. does that funny show on TV. Yes. Yeah, that game you know, show. Yes, uh, got it. Get, what is that called? Game night or something? <sighs> you almost yeah. didn't recover from I that almost one. Was straight. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you had three in. people sitting here too who were like, gonna what? <laughs> cut a bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you so did like... right now remember who she was. <laughs> she hasn't no had pressure. her lesbian temple recommend yet. So hasn't? She, she hasn't passed her interview lesbian. But <laughs> I didn't even know what a lesbian was. Like She's Lebanese. waiting to get her lemonade <laughs> card. Yeah. We should make those. You should make a lesbian recommend card. We should, because yeah. I know what the recommends look like. Mm-hmm. We can make It'll be them. like, yeah, we talked about it. Rescue dog. True. Go through that list. True. <laughs> chapstick and rescue dog. <laughs> we have Possibly not just a cat any chapstick. Unless you're allergic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Should we finish up um, Stripping Warriors Stripling really quickly? Warriors. A couple of things that I wanted to point out is how it's so brainwashed in children. What I'm reading from right now is, is a primary lesson. Um, how it's so brainwashed in children to be obedient, obedient, obedient. So here is a list of qualities of these stripling lawyers. One, they were trustworthy and reliable. They were true at all times and whatsoever they were entrusted. The Lord could count on them to always do the right thing and firmly follow through with whatever he asked of them. The people around them could also rely on them to be dependable and trustworthy. That's like a high bar, you know. That, For a kid. Yeah, because they'll tell you in class, like, these are stripling warriors, which I understand now is like a not quite developed yet child. Well, it's just a youth. Okay, or just a youth. And they don't <laughs> tell the girls that. So the girls no, are not. ingrained early on to put these boys up on a pedestal from yeah, when they are very better. young that mm-hmm. you are always less than. Oh, always. I and remember- they never explain the word stripling. I 
perhaps did also not know what that word meant as a 40 something year old woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you don't, I ask was sitting questions. here and didn't no. know what it meant. So thank you. Never mo. <laughs> I mean, it's not a word you're taught what it, and you don't ask a question. You would never be like, what's a stripling warrior. No. Well, Cause your you're teacher also being, doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, That's true. Are you afraid of being laughed at or that people would you look don't at ask you? anything? Cause okay. if you have to ask a question, that means you're bad or wrong. Cause you should just you know, should know in your worthiness. You should yeah. just know. And you're yeah. or just trust. That's true. It's yeah, just that it you're is just what, supposed yeah, to trust. That's true. Wow. That's something we'll find out in uh, the next life. Or Apart you can f- ask Google. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, something else that made me think of it when you're like, this, this elevates the boys above the girls from a young age. It also beats in the girl's head again that your responsibility yeah. is to be a good mother. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wow. more important than being a mother. Accurate. So all the girls who are interested in boys or that are career-minded, you know. Or some women just don't feel the need to yeah, have children. or just don't really want kids. Like, no, 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 that is slapped out of your head from a young age. Like, no, 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 mm-hmm. this is your job. It fucking sucks. Yeah, I hate that. Okay, they were courageous. They did think more upon the liberty of their fathers than they did upon their very own lives. They courageously stood for what is right because of their love for their family. Our family and friends are also under attack, spiritual attack. We need to have the courage to stand up for what is right and defend truth and right to help make the world a safer and better place for them. So you're already telling these kids, you put this fear wow, of like, we're stuff. under spiritual attack right yeah, now, guys. I was going to ask, how old is that that you're reading from? Is that uh, new? I'll have to look at it. Uh, this is from 2012. Hmm. It's not like it's changed. It's not right. like it's a different way of teaching these things. Well, it this could have changed yesterday. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> we just haven't got the press release. Well, there's yeah. not the part in here that says, and hate the gays. Like, right. that's not in this one. That's probably the more recent. But that whole, like, spiritual attack, like, so what age kids are hearing this? Like, what age did you think the stripling warriors were? And what age is this being taught to? Uh, I would me, think they were, like, scroll 16 up and to see 20. If it says anything here. Oh. That's what my oh, uneducated guess would be. This Sunday school lesson is being who that's being. Oh, probably taught. like I feel seven like year it's olds. Anybody yeah, it, that is. This is dumbed down enough that you you cut out little footprints, you put them on the board, okay. and there's very so like I'm young looking kids. at the visuals. It's young, young kids. Yeah. Young so this kids. isn't post ordained. No, 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 no. You get in. Yeah, this is boy, little boys age. and little girls are sitting in here. You, you, there's these little, little cutouts and yeah, it's not and they're for letting older them children. know that there's a spiritual, you know, war, war uh-huh. going oh, on. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they should be afraid. Yep. And they need to stand up for what's right because of, for their families. Mormons like to talk about family yeah. first, but they use that in such a fucked up yeah. way. Yeah. Super you know? manipulative. Yeah. If you super. love your family, you will put right. their, what say, their liberties before their yep. own safety. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You'll die for them because you're the better person. Yep. Mm-hmm. So as a female, you are already begging these men for salvation yes. because mm. you are taught that they're the only direct line to God. To get you there. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. The last characteristic, which is the best and worst, is they are obedient <laughs> to parents, leaders, and the commandments of God. How do the young Ammonites respond to the commands they received from their leaders and from God? So it's like leaders, God, they all speak the same words is right. what they're saying here. The answer is, and this is straight from Scripture— Mormon scripture, they did obey every word of command with exactness. <laughs> they are strict to remember the Lord their did. God from day to day. Yea, they do observe to keep his statutes, his judgments, and his commandments continually. Does anyone ever fuck up in the Book of Mormon? Yeah, but then they die. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a lot well, there's, of death. stricken dumb, yeah. right? There's that, who was that? One of the Almas? Alma the Younger, right? He was rebellious and then... Anyway, because like in the real Bible, no offense, um, <laughs> people can be flawed and still be, you know, quote, right. You know, there are, but if they are flawed, they either die 
or they become righteous. There's no in between. No it's not like you can stay, stay kind mm-hmm. of like enjoying life. There's no gray. It's just black or <laughs> yeah, white. Exactly. So this is fantastic here. This was from 1981, this quote from Rex C. Reeve in The New Era, which is like the teenagers mm-hmm. Mormon magazine. The key sounds like a good read. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I haven't heard yeah. that sprinkled in a about every Mormon household. That yes. and doctor's and office and uh, dentist. Oh, god, yeah, doctor's Utah. Utah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, LDS living. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. At the office. God. What's that? Is that another publication? It's the adult version of not a adult new version. Era. I wish it was adult. I'm gonna stay Mormon than the adult version. Mormon porn. Mary's boots. Mormon porn. It's just a little bit of shoulder, not uh-huh. the whole thing. No, just some. Collar. No under boob. No. Okay, check out this quote. And imagine you're a teenager reading this and you're believing everything that comes into you from the church, which is what I did, which is mm-hmm. what most Mormon kids do. The key to their success, talking about these stripling warriors. So here's young kids reading about young kids and about how they fought against the worst odds ever, but they won, right? So this is like, how do we overcome shit? The key to their success was to obey every word and command. Yes, if we are going to draw upon the powers of heaven, intention is not enough. We must obey every word of command with, with exactness. We must actually obey these laws. Intention is not enough. Uh, so redundant. Yeah. No pressure. No, don't fuck up. Remember like the song? It shouldn't be hard to sit very still. Oh, mm-hmm. Hey kids, don't fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. More window so into cheerful. the shit we were raised on. <laughs> God, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah. even just listening to you mention some of that stuff, like hearing the dialogue and the verbiage that Mormons use, when you're out of it, you forget how crazy it sounds. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know that that's what it's like. And listening to you, I'm like, huh. I'm going to throw up. Why are we talking about yeah. this stuff? Yeah, well, because it's a podcast. It we do. <laughs> it must be difficult to hear some of this stuff. Yeah. It is weird. It is yeah. for me, too, because I remember, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's... Uh, but that gets you right in mm-hmm. your core when that happens. Mm, yeah, Because you bought it, and you yeah. were... Hook, line, and finger bang. It, it, it was, it was all true to me. Yeah, all absolutely. True. Didn't matter what it was. I never questioned it. Well, and it has to be true, because the default that I was always raised with, because I was raised away from Utah, but Mormon, mm-hmm. was even if it's not true... It's not a bad way to live. Yeah. So the worst case scenario is you're just a really good Mormon and it ends, and it ends up being wrong. But you That's what we hear. Really we Mormon. hear that a lot, actually, yeah. from people. They're not ready to leave the church because, well, it could be true bad. and it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. People don't realize how fucked up they are until they leave. Like, for sure. I knew at that point the church was not for me and that was doing right. some bad things, but I didn't know a tenth of it until I left and started You're a better to Mormon as an ex-Mormon than you were as a Mormon. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I know more of the history because they don't really talk about it. I know the actual history, but I also recognize how fucked up I was. Right. I remember realizing that people who are like progressive Mormons or whatever you, they want to call themselves, which no offense to any progressive Mormons, I feel like those progressive Mormons are just Mormons whose shelves have not yet broken. Yeah. They're going to break. They're Mormons with opinions is what they are. Yes, yes. And it can't last. It right. won't last. Well, when it's you not start... encouraged, certainly. No. Is that like or... the people that stay in the church yeah. to change the church? Yeah. And they're like, I keep going because, you know, it's a good place to be. It's my family. It's my culture. They haven't yet examined the shit on their shelf. Or maybe the shelf is already broken, but they haven't sifted through to see how fucking bad of a mess it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, that's my own opinion. People can just choose not to face it. It's horrible. It's yeah. hard. I mean, you have to get to a, a really strong place in your life to be willing to take that jump. That's mm-hmm. not anything anyone ever does lightly, I, have I don't had think. people in my later adulthood ask me how I could join on purpose as an educated 20-year-old 
And I have said they didn't tell me all of the fucked up shit until I had already gotten in. Mm -hmm. So I actually didn't know about your own planet. I didn't know about (laughs) the secret temple ordinances, which were almost identical to my Masonic experience when I was in high school. Almost identical. Yeah. And... So I didn't know about all of that until after I got in. And then they start laying that right. shit on you. Mm-hmm. Then you get out and realize what how you signed much up for. more yeah. there was there. Yeah. Well, because they only give you the cheerful, happy parts. Oh, like, you want to be with your family forever? Yeah, don't you want to be with your family forever? Like, this is the only yeah. way. God has prepared this way. I'm like, mm, not necessarily. Mary's <laughs> like, no. Can we pick and I'm choose? good. I'm good. <laughs> She's like, I have some really cool cousins and some sisters, but apart yeah. from that, like, nah, I'm good. I mean, if we got to choose when we came down, do we get to choose who we go back with, too? Oh, good point. Yeah, so one of the more we teachers, Mary, I don't know if you know this, is that you chose your family in heaven before you came. And I'm like, I'm calling bullshit on this. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> God, also no. that you stood in line for your trials. Do you remember that oh, one? Yeah, stood yeah, yeah, yeah. in line for your yes, trials. Like there's lines you get to pick. Yeah. Like which trial? Trial you're going to face. I'll have cancer so somebody else doesn't have to do that. <laughs> oh my god! I signed up for. I'll be super rich, and, and, and it's, it's, it hasn't. I'm waiting because like you they know, skipped your turn. Rich is a trial. <laughs> they skipped it. I'm like, God damn it! I said, like, challenge me with with, mm, with wealth, prosperity. I can't yeah, please. We stood in the gay oh. line. <laughs> That's the line we stood in. That's true. I'll be gay. There you go. There you go. Gay line was long, by the way. Everybody wanted a party. So this has been riveting. (laughs) I think we should take a commercial break. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Be right back. We're back. Mm -hmm. So I want to move on to a he said what, only today it's a they said what. That's kind of unusual. But who actually said it? Was it a he or a she? A group of it people? It was a company. Okay, that's yeah, a thing. Yeah, I know. It's not Mormony at all. Mixing but things isn't up. it kind of? I mean... It's Mormony, but not by Mormons. Yeah. Um, so let's dive into this. Let's do it on three. They said what? Would oh, you, you join us? Oh, you do this with us. Yeah. They said what? And everyone hits their own level of um, not, not harmony. All right, ready? On three. One, two, three. They said what? Nice job, Mine was everybody. perfect. These guys were a little slacking. They didn't get the exact, but I'm going to let it slide. I was nervous. <laughs> we can record it again. That's going to be okay. <laughs> Today's They Said What uh, was published in the HuffPost on 10-21-19. So just when this comes out, a couple of weeks ago. So here it is. Women at Ernst & Young instructed on how to dress and act nicely around men. Mm. At the height of the Me Too movement, the message of the training seminar was, quote, fix the women. Ready for this? Kind (laughs) of. When women speak, they shouldn't be shrill. Clothing must flatter, but short skirts are a no-no. After all, sexuality scrambles the mind, according to this seminar. Women should look healthy and fit with a good haircut, in quotes, and also, manicured nails. This is 2019? Seriously? I was going to say, this is the 50s? Or... This was done in 2018. 2018. I mean, the manicured nails, we as lesbians have that down. 
Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Next time we're fine. I, I, I mean, we know. keep them short. I think we all have short fingernails. Yeah, mine, yeah, I don't mine know are if gone. mine are really manicured all that well, to be honest. <laughs> it's not like I go get manis and petties and shit. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Nope. But just are don't you allowed to, according to that study, get a mani-pedi? Or is that... <laughs> Probably, because you want your nails manicured. Look good for the dudes. Mm-hmm. I, I hate the part about the shrill voice. Like, what oh, the I know. Fuck what if you that? can't help it? There are men well, with shrill voices. What if you just naturally nothing wrong with that have voice. a higher voice? When people, in general, but I'm thinking women right now, when we get... Um, a little bit impassioned, a little bit like, just like now. Like now I'm being a little bit more forceful, a little bit more like my voice kind of goes up a little bit higher. Mm -hmm. It's not... Quit being shrill. Why are you calling it shrill? I know. I I think that these... All these things they're saying are basically telling women just don't get noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be too loud. Don't do anything that gets noticed. And these are not... Mormons. No, no, These no. are, Mm-mm. in general, This is Ernst & Young. This yeah. is like a huge business. Yeah. Uh, so this was in Hoboken, New Jersey in June 2018. There were about 30, wow. 30 female executives were required to do this training. Or, according to Ernst & Young, women requested this training. I am but dubious about that. But perhaps they thought it was that. actually going to be helpful for women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so HuffPost was slipped this uh, presentation by one of the attendees, who was appalled by its contents. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Uh, full of out-of-touch advice, this yep. article says, the presentation focused on how women need to fix themselves to fit into a male-dominated workplace. Mm-hmm. I hate that shit. They called this thing the Power, Presence, and Purpose, or PPP, training. Mm-hmm. Of course yeah. they did. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what? Sorry, you're still reading. I was just imagining, what if we had a company and it was all women and we had like three men, what would we tell the men right. how to fit in? Basically, right. we would say like, don't grab our boobs. Um, don't make sexual... Eyes up here. Yeah, eyes, eyes up, up here. here. <laughs> uh, don't make like sexual jokes. Yeah. Or that's don't a, mansplain. That's a, fire yeah, like don't mansplain. That's I'm nothing. in a female-dominated I mean, profession. And so this is actually a foreign thought process to me because I work currently in a school with one man who is our custodian and mm-hmm. everyone else is women. Mm-hmm. So do they have and to so, do trainings like this? No. And okay. he is very respectful and actually a Jehovah's Witness, which is really interesting. So we've had some conversations about the cultishness of that. Mm-hmm. Him not thinking it's a cult, but sharing things with me. But this is not part of any training we've had. There's no gender recognition really other than we have a lot of kids or parents who really want their kids to have a male influence and that's just not how education is typically Mm -hmm. especially elementary education there's mostly women in that Hmm. but this is just a very foreign thing so when i've heard jennifer talking about the business world and her industry and everything i'm just shocked at how that you have i mean luckily you Mm -hmm. have a very extroverted not dominant personality, but you're not afraid to stand up to men right. telling you what to do. I want to turn the time over to Jennifer in just a oh, second. Turn the time over. That because was good. Because you uh-huh. have experience going to a woman's seminar, right? Recently, yes. Okay. But before I do, I just want to read one more quote from this um, training. Women's brains absorb information like pancakes soak up syrup, oh so it's hard for them to focus. Oh, my God. The attendees were told this. <laughs> Men's brains are more like waffles. They're better able to focus because the information collects in each little waffle square. Oh, my God. Uh, I have four boys, and they can't focus for shit. I don't know. I'm just saying. That's not true. It's so not true. So, yeah, you can look up this uh, HuffPost article from 102119 if you want to read more about it. 
because it's so ridiculous. Well, yeah. and they referenced that article in the conference that I went to that was for women in businesses and being women in a male-dominated world and dominated industries. And they referenced that, except they changed it, I'm sure, for plagiarism purposes, that it was waffles and spaghetti, that women are spaghetti because it's just a big, messy plate of... <laughs> oh, God. Well, yeah. We didn't even get to do... You didn't even fuckers. get to be a pancake? No, we didn't. We didn't. You got to be a Nothing mess of spaghetti. Sweet, only salty and heavy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but exactly and the same thing. Like, you're like, oh, we're messy. Yeah, carb-heavy. So, yeah, this conference that I went to that people paid hundreds of dollars a person to go to was kind of set up as something you could go to about empowerment and finding your place in the workforce and how to be successful in industries that are primarily ran by men. Sounds more like know your place, woman, not find your place. Yeah, Yeah. it does sound like that. So I think there were two men in the room, and there was hundreds of people, teachers, women that own businesses, women that run businesses, women that just work in businesses um, from the university there. And so I work in a male-dominated industry, and I've been in it for, I work in insurance, and I've been in it for 16 years. And if you're not the secretary, then you don't really have a place at all. And so I went with the intent of, like, finding tribe people, like thinking I was going to be surrounded by all these strong women that are like, here's how we do this and here's how we stand up for it. And they had it set up that you went to seminars in the morning and then seminars in the afternoon. And the people just came into your classroom and did their little 20 minute speech. And my rotation happened to be like the 1950s section for the first half of it. And then the actual educated section So they start out talking about how you can be anything. Women can accomplish anything. You can be anything you want to be. And it's where the lady said, do you want to wear a tiara and be a princess or create a steampunk hat and be your own person? And um, it was very much like a seven-hour Relief Society meeting. So they didn't even have treats. Was the tiara the good thing that they wanted you to do? Well, just that you shouldn't, (laughs) in raising your daughters, if she wants to wear a tiara, that's great. You shouldn't be disappointed if your daughter doesn't want to be the princess for everything. But then the tone of the rest of the conference was tiara-based. One of the women that presented was talking about this study, and she was using it as a guiding principle for her thoughts on how to be successful. She's the CEO of a company, this woman, and I forwarded that seminar paper to you, which you put online. I posted it all over social media, yeah. People were appalled, of course. Yeah, Except I mean, for like in the, the Mormon groups. Part. The Mormon groups were not appalled. Um, They're like, of course. Yeah, well, yeah. Be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, <laughs> basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but they talk about, in this seminar, she mentioned how there is a place for women and don't be afraid to be that person and ask for the advances and assert yourself. But also don't ask in a scary way. Don't be loud. Don't have emotions and cry because if you cry, that can be used as manipulation and it makes the guys feel bad and you don't want to make them feel bad in the workplace. The fact that, that it's having people assume that if we cry, it's to manipulate. Right. That's fucked up. Or no, that it has emotion. anything to do with them. Yeah, no, it's like, I don't have emotion to make you uncomfortable. Right. I have emotion, period. Yeah. And that's okay. Well, and you know what? Some men might cry on the job and some women may not. What's the assumption that yeah. only women cry? And the crying is weakness. And yeah. the crying is weakness. Yeah. yeah. So then the next thing she mentions after the crying is... Um, the backlash about the Me Too movement and affirmative action Mm -hmm. that white males feel scared now because they can't get jobs because some person of color or a female, Mm -hmm. because we're all the same, um, is going to get the advancement first just to not upset the industry. They don't want to lose their CFO position because they didn't promote a woman. I mean, I've seen that kind of stuff happen in my career and everything, but she said, ladies, we have to do better for our men and we're making them feel uncomfortable. Oh my God. And 
there's now, and she put up a slide and you can create anything like a church or a statistic or whatever. She Mm -hmm. was like, well, 67% of men feel intimidated by women in the workplace because they don't feel like they can mentor you. They don't feel like they can train or have any kind of like dialogue with you because what if you think that's harassment and what if you think that's bad or it's a sexual thing in any capacity? And I thought, well, then don't harass people. It's pretty (laughs) simple. And And that we have to now backtrack our behavior because now you don't want to do this because now the men are going to feel bad. I'm like, oh God, that must feel terrible. I'm so sorry. You don't feel like the best thing on the face of the earth Mm -hmm. all the time and entitled to everything. (laughs) Once again, the emotional state of men is our problem, right? our issue. We control that because if we don't act the way they need us to act, then they're going to feel bad or they're, you know, whatever. But we can't feel bad. No, 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 no. We can't cry. No, we can't feel bad. So in the seminar, what was the advice? That's the funny part. There was nothing to it. There <laughs> no, was, no, the vice was that don't be spaghetti heads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the curves, the curves oh, in yeah. the brain. Oh, so she then talked about um, appearance, of course, that you don't need to dress sexy to get a promotion because it's not 1940, and that she's heard conversations before where women change their tone when they talk to men on the phone, that they become flirtatious on phone calls with people or, hey, boss, what are you doing? I'm like, no, no, they don't. What are you wearing right now? (laughs) Nobody does that. Uh, Khakis. Yeah. (laughs) You sound hideous. (laughs) Uh, Yes. So An oversized shirt over my garments. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Pajama t-shirt. My pants probably have pleats. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. My underwear has a flap in the front. forever. (laughs) And the sign of a compass right above my knee. Uh, Wow. Garments. Yeah, no, I figured that out. Okay. Okay. The woman that was speaking um, had clothing on so tight, you could see the markings of her garment oh God. on her stomach and on her leg. Oh and I was my like, God. maybe that's offensive to me. Maybe I don't want to see that you have yeah. held in the navel. And, I don't know. And why, <laughs> is, why is skin tight any more modest than shoulder showing at right. the same time? You know. So she said, we all know women have curves and it's okay that so you have So don't get them. a boob job, Mormon lady. Yeah. Or all of your surgeries <laughs> that you get or your mm-hmm. Botox or mm-hmm. all the stuff that is happening in Utah. But yeah. Um, she said, women can have curves, but let's try using the sexy curves of our brain instead. And I don't have <laughs> well, a curve face. Well, spaghetti? <laughs> yeah. How like, do that? Spaghetti has curves. No, no, that's <laughs> point. Huh. Not when it's uncooked. Oh, we should be cooked spaghetti curves. Okay, got it. It just was, and there wasn't really a point. There was no education. There was no, like, how-to or this is what you do. It was very mixed messaging that you should assert yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for the job. Seek out those things and don't expect things like create the place for yourself, but then mm-hmm. also find your tribe of women and don't cry and don't dress pretty. So, well, you could dress pretty, but just not, <laughs> not too attractive. Sexy. Well, yeah. and, like that's subjective. What if you think a ball cap and a hoodie is hot? Ooh, I do. <laughs> Shit. Good thing that's my normal uniform. Uh-huh. Are you getting a raise because you wore your hoodie? <laughs> she only got that job because she wore a hoodie. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you hear that all the time in business. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Lesbian business. Well, then you wonder why. I love lesbian business. Getting down to business. <laughs> you wonder why so many women, myself included, and I don't work in a male-dominated field, but there is that heaviness and that burden and that taking a backseat feel. And I am very, very authority-defiant by nature and can come across as very perhaps aggressive in my responses to even women because I'm so angered by that push to kowtow to anybody. Mm -hmm. It drives me crazy. So you seem to surround yourself with other 
empowered women in your industry, though? Well, and they're mostly non-Mormon. Like, most of the women that are successful and in businesses are either not Mormon or... And she said, the lady said, anytime you have too strong of an opinion, I know you're likely to be called the B word. The God. <laughs> by having any kind of personality Blue or sexual. opinion. <laughs> I like it. Beautiful. Boobies. Boobalicious. Boobalicious. Nice. I should have offered some options of but I was sitting there under with under boobalicious. Under <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sitting there with these people, and I'm just looking around like nobody's gonna say anything. And because I, I used to sit back and be quiet and not ever uh, speak up, that's clearly not my place now. But mm-hmm. afterwards, there was a break, and we had lunch, and we had a great speaker. And then the second half of the seminar was like educated women, not from Utah, not Mormon professors from the university or the STEM research program or anything like that, that were providing like statistics and science for things. And here's how women and here's what women, and that we're actually way better at most male dominated jobs because of our multitasking and all these things. Um, I went and spoke to both of those presenters afterwards. And I was like, thank you so much for turning this around. They're like, oh, we've heard that there's a lady talking about whatever. And I was like, did you speak up loud? Are you dressing too pretty? And one of the presenters actually came in wearing a dress, and she she looked like a polygamist. She had on a oh God. polygamous dress, like and her a prairie hair, type dress. Yeah, okay. she had her hair pulled back in a nice smart bun. Wow! And I was like, I swear, if she starts talking about church and polygamy, I am, <laughs> am out, out here. And she is actually like a um, she's a computer scientist and heads up all of these amazing classes for girls Mm -hmm. in the area. And she said, the only reason I wore this is because it's the only pink thing that I have. And this isn't what you think a scientist is going to look like. Mm. So she wanted to combat the norm of wearing a lab coat, having glasses, you know, weird hair, whatever, that that's actually what no scientist looks like at all. And I went up to her afterwards and she has four boys. Mm -hmm. I went and talked to her afterwards. I said, I'm just going to let you know, I totally judged you the minute you walked Mm -hmm. in and was like, if you talk about polygamy or church, I'm (laughs) leaving this place. And she was like, I'm just glad I'm presenting and not listening to some of the stuff. And that outline that woman gave, I just sitting there crossing off the things. How did they find that woman to speak. Who was she? She's a local business owner. So, and she's the CFO of a company. And so she, of course, is a headliner because she's a Mormon who made it. So did she, I mean, she's still teaching. I mean, she did, but she's also still teaching these archaic damaging ways of thinking about how, you know what it makes me think of? Lots of things. But I was thinking about the story of, um, what is it? Esau and Jacob? The birthright story? Yeah. yeah, The birthright story where the mom like has to help trick the one kid to get the birthright. Mm, mm-hmm. I know this seems way, way out there, but I always struggle with that story because it was like, why is this woman kind of lying to her husband to try to get what she wants? Mm-hmm. And why s- does it benefit her if the younger son gets the birthright anyway? I, I, I don't know. We can look into that story whenever. I mean, it's a stupid story, but it makes me think <laughs> of that because they're kind of teaching women of how to like slyly right, get what you want it. by not being who um, you really are. Do they tell men how to manipulate? They probably tell Mormon missionaries how to get people to get baptized. Sure. But do they tell men in business like, this is how you're going to get your way? I didn't go to that with- conference. I don't know. They wouldn't let you in. I wonder. Um, any well, Jacob figured out how to steal the birthright because his true. father was blind. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but are there are there business conferences where men come to be taught how to get what they want by not being too shrill or not being too manly or what? Like what? I the- can't imagine there's a behavioral conference for men. What does that look like? Well, because men have always had the upper hand in business since mm-hmm. the beginning of time. Yeah, that's interesting. Anyway, mm. there you go. I don't know. I'd have to look into that. 
Okay, so I think we should take one final break and Mm, come back and do some patrons and some stuff. I like it. Wrap this puppy up. Okay. Okay, be right back. We're back. And we're back. (laughs) So I think what we're going to do is we have been chit-chatting so much that we are going to have Jennifer and Amy on our next episode. And we're just going to turn the entire time over to them (laughs) um, because Mary was talking too much. And so we did. Mary (laughs) with the talking. Mary, would you stop with all the talking? Uh Uh I get a write-in about that. (laughs) I know. Complaint. There's the complaint box. Mary talks too much. You know, I try to get a word in. Mm -hmm. Even during that entire... See? During that entire, they said what? All this chit-chat and chit-chat over the top. We need to have an episode where I literally just say nothing and watch Mary panic. We have duct tape for that. Oh, you think I'm going to panic because I have a microphone in front of me? (laughs) Because you don't. Okay, I'll do it right now. Go. You see? Panic. You got completely silent. I wasn't sure what was happening. half of one second, you had a moment to say something. You can't even handle silence. Maybe I was testing her. I was like, let's see if she can actually do this. Can she keep quiet for 20 (laughs) seconds? Exactly. Faced with a little silence, what will Shelly do? Shelly, don't speak for 30 seconds whilst podcasting. (laughs) Whilst. I love that. What are you, British? Whilst. Shall we talk about patrons? I'm not talking right now. Although you you have the names written down on a piece of paper. Another great week. This week we actually had six. But I might save the last one for next week. I'm kidding. We did have six though. Are we ready? We are ready. Um, Patrons, by the way, you kick ass. And the more patrons we get, the more horrible movies that I get to make Mary watch. <laughs> worth so, it. So, so worth your handful of dollars every month. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. And it also, of course, pays for new jewelry. Because uh, no, <laughs> we're big jewelry people. Yeah, we're the big jewelry dykes. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, production costs. We do have a lot of production costs. We and do. And costs we for do. us to travel, to do promotional events for the podcast, and to meet all of you wonderful people. So there you have we it. We are not just spending your money on like pinatas, pinatas, alcohol, and sombreros. Pinatas? Yeah, we're not. <laughs> oh, just the essentials. Just the essentials. <laughs> there it is, dumb and dumber. You picked that one up. Okay, patron number one. I love this. Amy Rico. Oh, that's cool. Can I tell you that her name was Rico? Oh God, <laughs> she wore a diamond. Amy, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, Amy's husband Tito Rico and I went to. High school together. Oh. Mm-hmm. Does she mm-hmm. mind you saying her last name? I thought no. you were maybe making it Amy up. Rico, Amy Rico, Amy Rico. <laughs> oh, I've said it wow. over and over. They were Easy. never Mormon. Hey, they're actually, Beetlejuice. They're actually, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there she is. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, fantastic family. They have like a billion kids. Um, they're beautiful and wonderful. And Tito is one of the funniest people you'll ever meet. And Tito Rico is a Tito cool Rico. Name. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's badass. Uh, okay, moving on. Connor H., I have nothing to say about Connor H. Thank okay. you, though. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm say. kidding. I feel bad that I like pumped up Amy and I'm like, Connor H. Connor H. <laughs> Let's give you an H last name. Someone give me an H last name. Helaman. He- oh. <laughs> what was yours? Hellfire. Hellfire Helaman. Okay. Connor Hellfire <laughs> Helaman. Okay. Shondell. Shondell. I have known Shondell since I think fifth or sixth grade. So now your friends are paying you to be their friends? Yes. Like a sorority. Okay. Yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. I remember one time sleeping over at Shondell's house in a tent and we snuck over Robbie and his older brother into the tent um, oh, wow. I think nice. that happened. It uh-huh. was just like, hee, hee, hee. I think it was sixth grade. And we had all of our bras hanging up somewhere. And 
I remember Yvonne <laughs> had a really big bra, and I remember um, Robbie's older brother, I don't know, I can't remember his name, talking about how big the bra was. Anyway, the best part wow. of the story is we didn't get found out that we had snuck boys in, um, but Shondell promptly told her mom the next morning because she felt guilty. 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 Um, you're welcome, Shondell. Okay, <laughs> next one. Okay, fuck. This is, an, this is either an Andrea or an Andrea, but it's A-N-D. Should we say Andrea? Uh, you know what? We can say whatever we want. She can correct us if we get it wrong. <laughs> Andrea? Sure. A. Okay. I hope I got that right. It's a lot of A's. Good job. Uh, next one, <laughs> Diana P. She needs a last name. Priesthood. Dan- <laughs> it's oh. a woman. It's okay. <laughs> We're going to take that back and women get the priesthood on our show. There you go. Boom. Diana, I now give you the P is for priesthood. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> and the last one is a pretty badass name. Crag Mac. All right. Wow, Crag yeah, Mac. C-R-A-G-M-A-C, Crag Mac. Is it a first I'm name? I'm going to guess it's like Crag, uh, nope. Crag Mac? Crag Mac. <laughs> but what would Crag be the beginning of what name? Is this all one word? Mm-hmm. It sounds Star Trekky. It does mm. kind of sound like that. I, was, I thought of Family Guy Quagmire. Oh. Similar, <laughs> similar vibe. I'm just gonna go with Crag Mac. Well, but that's what was you. supplied. So that's and thing. six of them. That's I know, so and cute. six. Yay. It was a really great week. So Thanks, I think everybody. everyone. Yeah, thank you. I think Mary um, needs to see a movie very soon. So coming right up, and we have a two hundred thousand download party to plan. Oh shit, you are right. Yeah, we are going to be way late. This will probably be after we hit our two hundred thousand downloads. So we got to plan a party. We do. We do. Yeah, famous people problems. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do we find a venue large enough? Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so that is to come. Yeah, and we'll get some info out on that. Also, thank you to all the patrons. As a reminder, if you would like to become a supporter of this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian. Mm-hmm. We hope you do. Mm-hmm. Please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Also, this episode brought to you by the UC Places app. That's right. I'm saying it again. The letter <laughs> U, the letter C, the word places, all one word. I've been working my ass off. We now have some tours up in Korean, wow. German, Spanish, Japanese, and I just released a Chinese tour. I'm going to so. take it in one of those languages just to be confused. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds I like, like that. Fun. So all of you locals in D.C., if you would like to either test out your language skills or invite your favorite Korean friend, what? Ooh. What? Maybe our 200,000 download party, we should do the distillery tour. Oh, shit. Good idea. Yeah, because that is a great tour. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. And they free, give away a bunch booze. of free booze. No, it's on true. It's tour. true. So if you're into that, no pressure to join, but you don't have to drink. As well, if you don't want to. I'll drink their free samples. <laughs> it's not going to go Walking away. your miles for walking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's true, it's true. All right, well, we have to get back to you all with that information. But the point is, download the app. Yes. Sure, download the UC <laughs> Places app. Yep. Help Shelly out. Well, it's a kick-ass app. Sure. It's the next big thing, I'm telling you. The is next it? big thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, looking forward to that awesome. next big thing. Okay, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Mm-hmm. Remember, steer clear of cults. You want to join? Because they, they are no joke. joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.